Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Master Jesus. Thank you, darling Jesus. Thank you, Master Jesus. We bless your name, Master Jesus. Glory and honor to your name, O Lord, today. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory, honor, and majesty, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. You are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome. You are awesome, Lord. Glory and honor to your name, Daddy. We worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Our Father and Amica, we worship you. We give you glory. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for who you be. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for all that you be for us. We worship you. We bless you. Honor and majesty to your name in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Glorious God, beautiful King, excellent God, we bow before your throne. Glorious God, beautiful King, excellent God, we bow before your throne. Glorious God and beautiful King, excellent God, we bow before your throne. Your name is Alpha Omega Ageless Changeless, Almighty Jehovah, glorious God, we bow before your throne, glorious, glorious God, beautiful King, excellent God, we bow before your throne, glorious God, and beautiful King, excellent God, we bow before your throne, your name is Alpha and Omega. Ageless, changeless, almighty Jehovah, glorious God, we bow before your throne, glorious God, and beautiful King. Excellent God, we bow before your throne. Glorious God, and beautiful King. 
excellent God, he bowed before your throne. Lord, we bow before your throne today. We give you glory. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessing and honor and power and glory forever be unto you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. You're welcome today to our broadcast today in Jesus' name. The Lord is good. <laughs> and the Lord is good in your life. We appreciate the Lord for bringing us again to this uh, uh, Bible study time. Today is our Bible study. And uh, welcome to the Fruitful Family Foundation. With the, with the banner of the, uh, the Family Faith Clinic with Paul and Grace. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Today, by His grace, we want to go into our teaching. We have prayed before this time. We had had pray break for a week. And we thank God we have reached, we have reached in. So it's time to reach out again. We have reached, reached, he reached in for a week. And uh, those of you that will be hearing us, we are just saying this for you to know that the past week that you don't hear from us live, yet we are publishing, yet. So we were, we were reaching in, in prayer, dedicated those days that we are meeting for prayers. And we prayed earnestly. And we know that the Lord has answered our prayers. We are meeting you again today. We know we are refreshed. God has refreshing us. And by this, you will, you will hear from us again what the Lord will do. Amen. So, uh, we want to go straight into the word of God. Don't want to waste time because we only have one and a half hour in this meeting, in this program. And thereby, we may need to pray, we may need to uh, throw, throw questions out and things like that. Today is Bible study, so you are welcome to our Bible study today. Today, by the grace of God, we'll be checking Christian submission. Christian submission. Christian submission. There are, uh, we want to confine ourselves to the platform of the Bible, how the Lord is asking us to submit what God meant about submission. Of course, we have been talking about obedience, obedience, obedience. Uh, but when we look at the issue of submission, I find it as deeper. In fact, I even want to find out that, uh, I even find out that uh, submission is even deeper than, is deeper than obeying. Obedient. Of course, it is in submission that we find obedience. Because before one really, before one really submits, he has taken a journey of whether to agree or not. Because another another word for submission is yielding or yieldedness. And before you yield to something. Uh, you have to, you have taken journey, you have counted the costs of whether you should do it or not. Hallelujah! I was reading about somebody who said 
when he was driving, he wanted to drive fast to the airport, but the road that he was, he was to apply, he was to have, uh, he, he have already stipulated uh, um, uh, the speed limits on the road. But he disobeyed. He said he wanted to drive faster than the speed limit that was given, that was stipulated on that road. But he said as he was driving fast, very fast, than the speed limit. He said he reconsidered something. That the government has given law that must be followed. And he remembered the scripture that says that every one of us should be subject to authority. And he reconsidered. And then he reduced his speed because of that word that he heard. That is Christianity. That is Christianly. <coughs> Amen. And that's the kind of submission that we are really talking of. Submission whereby you consider yourself as a subject to someone and you give yourself unto the will of the, of, the, of the superior. So, and when you give yourself up to the will of the superior, meaning that you yield your own personal opinion and ego and everything to follow and to obey the authority. We thank God we have authorities. And I wonder if God is asking us, pointing us to our leaders in government as the authority over us, and he wants us to obey them. And then when I was wondering that if it was even God who said it, who confirmed it, I was wondering, I'm asking myself, are we Christians really submitting to our own authority? Are we really submitting to our own authority? And God is our authority. And I found out that even from the beginning, they have not been submitting. Human beings have not been submitting to authority of God. Whereas what God really wants them to do is to submit unto him at that time, at the Garden of Eden, so that God will have his way and will be God and will be all in all in the whole world. Hallelujah. Even through the submission of them. So we thank God. Of course, when we are talking about submission, uh, I observe that uh, uh, it, 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 it calls for attention. In fact, it was the Lord who gave us this topic. And when I was going into it personally to study about it, I found that it's a deep thing, you know. And uh, we, are, we always talk about obedience, obedience, obedience. So, but many of us, we are not really submitting as we ought to unto God. So today, my sister has been prepared by the Lord. I'm having joy in my spirit now that the Lord will teach us through her. Those is just coming from work. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He has received, she has received a divine inspiration. She is our teacher. She is a teacher to the core. You, you will enjoy his, our ministry again today as a teacher. By the grace of God, he's going to teach throughout. Uh, and we believe that, that God is going to teach us through her in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, as we go into your word right now, we pray, usher us into your word. Usher us into your word. Lead our hearts through your word. Guide our spirit through your word. Even the speaker, we pray that, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you will minister to her, you will minister to us. You are the one who gave this topic for us. 
Father, help us in Jesus' name to drive it home into the hearts of men that you really want to hear it. To drive, to drive it home into the, into the ears of even all the body of Christ that will be hearing. So that each of us will take up the challenge that we had to take in giving our total submission unto you. Oh, Father, thank you. You know, Holy Spirit, you will help us today. Blessed be your name. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen. Over to the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. <clears throat> we thank God for another time in His presence. As He has said, we are away for a week to refresh. And God has refreshed us. Amen. Blessed be His name in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, no submission, no Christianity. That's the summary of the whole thing. You either accept Jesus as the Lord of all, or you don't have a Lord at all. Mm. So what is there? What then mm. is submission? Mm. He has said mm. some of it. Let me break it down as a teacher by the mercy of God. When we talk about submission, it's accepting some other's authority and deciding and proposing in any circumstance, in any happenstance, whatever, in order, in any way, in any situation to obey. You will see that it is a deep thing. Some people will say it is a hard thing. But when there is no submission, there is no Christianity. Because he that we named Christ, uh, Christianity after Christ is our perfect example in submission. To tell us Christianity is about submission. In fact, the essence of Christianity is submission. Yeah. If you want to enjoy God, mm -hmm. it is about submission. submission. So you either accept him as your Lord of all, around, within, outside, anywhere, or he's not a Lord at all in your life. So, and before you can submit, you know, we said, what does it mean? To submit. Aside saying that you aside saying that you surrender, you, you accept some other's uh, authority and propose to obey in whatever circumstance. Let me break it down. Bowing to somebody's wishes once. Mm. Ways and jettisoning your own. Mm -hmm. However strong your will is, mm. whatever you might have desired, whatever wishes you have dreamt of from time in memory to now, from time in memory to now, whatever your hands, your heart pants after. Mm -hmm. Now, Relinquishing it mm -hmm. to somebody's wish, yeah. ways, mm -hmm. wants, 
ambition, will, desire is submission. Against your own will. And there's no one you can do that. It will have cost you something. Yes. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Through him, we can do all things in yes. Christ. Yeah. This message is for those that want to get to heaven. Yes. Oh. This message is for those who wants to be healed from mm. their calamities. Mm. This message is for those who want to enjoy the God of the universe. Mm. This message is for the peace lovers in their home all around them. This message is for those that knows there is a creator to obey. So, and there's an authority to follow and obey. So if, if it's compulsory, you belong to one of these. Yeah. You either belong to it and end it, uh, end it in, in, in light, in the bright mansion above, living with God, being your habitation, or you forget about submission and end it with the devil. Because the devil is the originator of his subordination. Yes. What do we mean by subordination? Usurping somebody's authority. Yes. Refusing to bow to the higher. So the moment you rebel like the devil, mm. and you are not submitting your ways, wishes, will, ambition, whatever, to that of your creator, you are already a devil. And you know the end of the devil. Mm. You know what he means. Mm. And you know what happened to him. Yes. Up to now, He's the only one that has received judgment among the creatures of God. Yes. So it's not if I like. It is a compulsion. And it is and it's more than a necessity. It's better you align yourself to this teaching, receive grace, and enjoy God, mm. or rebel against it and be with the devil, the originator of the subordination. The, the Lord, this teaching is like placing life and death before you. And I know you'll be wise to choose life. Yeah, amen. It's like placing curses and blessings before you. Wisdom appears to you to choose blessings rather than curses. So, notice from the beginning, it is not if I like. Yeah. It is, I receive grace to do what is expected of it's me. It's under compulsion. It's under compulsion. The Lord will help you. Amen. Knowing the definition of the meaning of submission, then why should we submit? Why is it necessary? It is commanded by God. Remember in Revelation, the reason why he created you is to give him pleasures. Yes. To show forth his glory. And, and to praise him. So, if he is your creator, your manufacturer in our modern day language, you just have to dance to his beats. Amen. And count your steps according to his dictation. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Or you lose your life. Or your life has no meaning and bearing. Yes. So, 
with that dished out, I want to say the purpose and the reason why you must submit is, is because it is God's desire. It is your manufacturer's will. It is what makes him happy. And for that purpose, you created him. So the earlier you receive grace to put your leg where it should be, put your arm where it should be, the earlier you enjoy that creature, creator beyond your imagination Amen. and expectation. Amen. So it's a, in fact, it is the subject that holds the Bible. Yes. It is the essence of Christianity. So knowing the purpose of submission, what are the importance of submission? Well, the importance is for fruitfulness, yeah. peaceful living with your God and men, and restoration of all lost. You see, let me start from Jesus. The rebellious devil was controlling <clears throat> the world before the one created in Eden, in Genesis 1. When he was putting himself in submission to God, he was pleasing God as the best music leader in heaven. Every part of him was instruments that we use today. Call it trouble, call it bass, say violin, call it viola, call it keyboard, call it organ. Whatever you want to call any instrument, the makeup of the devil was carrying all the instruments. So that by that, for that purpose, he was made in fire as a cherubim. According to Ezekiel 14 and chapter 28, if you have time, go through it. Now, when he was serving, when he was putting himself under submission and serving that purpose, he was gladly and make God happy. But by the time he appears, every instrument is playing on him. Mm. And that gladdens the heart of, the, of God. Yeah. But he thought because he was so beautiful, so wise, so close to God, what else? Do I need to be God and sit in his place? Not knowing that, I'm sorry, in my, in my language, they will say that what the elder used to eat, a, 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 what to eat a core, that is a, a molded pap, a cooked and molded pap is under the leaf. That is to say, however wise you are, there's something that the elderly has that surpasses you, that may not be visible to you. Therefore, don't dare them. When God says you stand up before the gray air, it's because of the experience that the younger ones can never have. Uh, my language says, however many clothes you gather, you can never have as many rags as the elderly. So the devil thought, what else remains? I'm the closest to the almighty God. I'm very wise, very beautiful. He could see him face to face. 
He looked at him totally inward and out in his own sense and understanding, thinking nothing remains. The next thing is to usurp his authority, sit upon his throne. Then he gathered one third of the angels and rebelled. Mm. And the, the Almighty, the creator of the universe, now showed to him that what he was using to eat is under the leaf. And he was conquered and thrown down to the earth. It was declared woe unto the world. Then they were imprisoned in the waters, in the seas. There was flood all over the place. If you, look, if you read Genesis 1, he, because they were imprisoned under the waters, the Bible said the, 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 the earth was without form and void, with waters covering every place and darkness over the deep. That was their imprisonment. At that time, you, are, you, will, be you will be deducing the importance of what I'm saying now. At that time, he lost his estate. He lost his position. That is what lack of submission can do for any man created by God. He lost his estate. He lost his high and exalted position before the Lord. He was cursed and judged and banished from the presence of God. Although he go to and fro the world to show himself once in a while, God is wisdom that cannot be fathomed. See, allows him to do that because it's a, an appointed Time for him to be finally locked up in the bottomless pit. That is why you see, see him performing whatever he wants to perform, deceiving people. But those that are wise, you choose life today. Amen. And never to rebel like the devil. Never to be an insubordinator like him. After he, he might have transgressed the will of his creator. The estate was created in Adam. I mean, in Eden. And he was replaced by the supposed submissive Adam. Genesis 1, 26a. But unfortunately, Adam and Eve were careless. Before they knew it, they rebelled by disobeying. The simple instruction, eat everything but this one. Because they did not submit to the authority that said, don't eat the middle one, the, 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 the tree of evil and good. They were counted in the category of the first insubordinator, and they brought calamity, affliction upon themselves. Genesis 3, 1 to 24. They too lost their estate. They were chased out of the Garden of Eden, as beautiful as it was. They will later have eaten that forbidden tree. It was created for them if all could be eaten. And it was created. Everything was created for man. At the appointed time of God, just submit to the authority. Let me test your obedience and see that you obey. At the right time, there's a purpose why that tree was created. They will have been the one to eat it, but at the dictation of God. They lost their estate. That is to say, what is the importance of submission? The importance of submission is to keep you in your place. 
so that you don't lose your estate. It is so important to bring peace because when the devil rebelled, he became an antagonist and an enemy to God. Arch enemy for that matter. So if you love peace in your home, love peace in your environment, love peace, you will want fruitfulness, progress, tranquility, talk of any blessing. It is in submission. When you go contrary to that, the, the negative and the opposite is the result. As it happened to devil, the devil and the rebellious Adam and Eve. So the importance of submission is deduced from the fact that it brings healing Amen. when you submit. It's, to people, it is hard. To people, it is not easy. But if in the fleeting rock, rock is the sweetest honey, when you are able to do the hard thing, inviting the helper of your destiny, the Holy Spirit, you will be able to crack the, 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 the hardest knot of coconut and, and drink the water of wisdom inside it. You will be able to pierce through the flint rock yeah. and take the sweetest honey of life. Think of any blessing. It is a it is embedded in this submission we are talking about. You see, when we say any blessing, we need not enumerate them. Think about anything that will that will that will cause the glory of God to shine within and around you. It is in submission. Is it healing? Is it life? When we talk about life, it's not when you're breathing alone. Yes. Do you know when you don't have money, you're dead? There are certain things you are supposed to have at this age you are not having. You are dead in that year. So when we are talking about it, we give you life. Ah, it is all embracing. Then it will be restoration of the lost estate in the in Eden. Restoration of all, if you submit. As my partner has said, what does, what does it take you to gain this, uh, this, this importance? Yieldedness. For you cannot yield except you accept Christ. This in Romans 8. Romans, this is a deep teaching. It may be in series. I don't know how the Holy Spirit is going to handle it. The Lord will help us. Do you know that the flesh you are carrying and the nature of sin inherited from Adam that is causing you to misbehave cannot bow, cannot bow to the Creator? In Romans 8, Shaila, you're welcome. God bless you. Welcome to the studio. In Romans 8, let's start from 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, <clears throat> the things of the spirit. 6. For to be kindly minded is death, but to be spiritually, spiritually minded is life and peace. 7. This is what I'm, where I'm going. 
because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject, that is submission, it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Eight, so then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And that is the reason why you are created. So, when there is no submission to please God, when there is no submission to the law of God, there is no life in you. There is no peace, no restoration, no healing, no progress, no fruitfulness. So, what are we saying? If in this flesh, the way you are born, you cannot submit to the law of God and you cannot do that, what then do you do? You are going step by step. What then do I do? Because if because the way you the way you are talking now, Sister Grace, it looks as if the essence of Christianity is submission. Yes. If you are to enjoy God at all, yes. it's about submitting to his authority, accepting him to control you, allow him to dish out his orders while you obey, without any questioning. Yes. How then do I bring myself to this level of not questioning whatever he says, because the, the, the flesh we are carrying and the nature of sin in us does not love commands. Does not want to bow to anybody. We want to do things our, our way. That is the natural man. So what do we now do? You are hearing the word. What do, what you do is accept Christ, the, the, the epitome of submission, the he that brought Christianity. When you accept him as your Lord and Savior, it's not about my hands are clean. I don't think evil about my, about my neighbor. I've never done anything against anybody. No, it's more than that. It's See yourself right from the blood when you were formed in your mother's womb that you are a, a rebel, you are a sinner. Not because of your sin, but because you are born in this flesh, you are a sinner. The earlier you accept that, the better for you. Because the moment our forefathers, I mean the first father and brother, sinned, they had none of us before they sinned. And were cursed in Genesis 3. We received the cost together in them. And we inherited it in them. And that is why none of us were born then. Not even Cain, the firstborn. That is why there's no woman that is going to hospital to deliver of a to be delivered of a baby today that will be smiling. It was Eve that were cursed. That in sorrow, in pain, shall you bring forth. How come it gets to us? Because we were in there, we received it together. And the curses heaped upon Adam there. You'll be toiling before you can eat. The land is cursing. However simple your work today, are you not toiling? Are you not sweating? Is it easy to just pluck a, a, a do half, harvest everything you need in life upon a tree? Even without carrying a stick. Even if you are going to harvest the fruit, you will carry a stick. At least you will make an effort. It was a course. It was not like that before. 
So if we were in them, I would carry the cost together. It means we were born with that cost. Not because you are, you are lying. Not because you are an arm robber. Not because you, you are a fornicator or an adulterer or somebody that causes or abuses or whatever thing. People can. But because right from your blood, according to Psalm 51, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was carried as I was a fetus in my womb. I'm, I'm using my language. That boy in Psalm 51, he was saying, while I was in my womb, mother's womb, I have been a sinner. It's not about what you're doing. It's about Adam and Eve from whom you, 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 you originated. And you may be surprised your nose looks like that of the mother. Your ear or your lips look like that of the father. How does that come to? Science has made us to realize that. You carry chromosomes. Your parents carry chromosomes. On the chromosomes, we have genes. Those genes are carrying the traits in your father and the traits in your mother. Your mother will donate 23 chromosomes to make you. Your father will donate 23 chromosomes. Every individual is having 46 chromosomes, according to science. And all those genes or those chromosomes have everything that is in your mother and your father. And the chromosome of the gene of sin from Adam is also inclusive. That is why when you say the Bible writes sin, the original sin, the root of everything called stealing, lying, sin that we know, it is singular. It is the root inherited from Adam. Passed down to generation until it got to you and beyond to your own generation through the genes. And that is the essence and that is the reason why Jesus has to come and die. If it, is, if it were for the sins you committed, stealing, adultery, whatever you want to call it, by the time he was beaten cruelly, shedding that blood will have been enough to cleanse off the sins you call sins. But because the root had to be removed, according to Hebrews 13, 12, he suffered at the outskirts of Jerusalem as the propitiation for our sin, as the lamb, a sacrificial lamb, to shed the blood that will remove the root of sin. At the outskirts of Jerusalem, he became the animal casted outside to pay that price, so that the root of sin that causes you to sin will be removed. So there's no way you can bow to the law of God as we read it here, and you can never do it. And when you don't submit, you are not, you are not living. When you don't submit to your creator that you will end, he is the one you end it, end it with. He is your final judge. It's better you are not born. Now that it's not possible for you because of the inbred sin, because of the Adamic nature, because of the, of, of the old man, the nature of sin in you, it is not possible for you to submit to the, to the law of God. In fact, you will not want to obey. You want to go your own way. And it is destruction at last. So 
because Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, had been killed at the outskirts of Jerusalem, you can be delivered. That is my good news. When you are delivered, it's very easy to submit. I enjoy Christianity. I enjoy God. I harvest your blessings, healing, life in every form, and resurrection, progress, and fulfillment. I have good news for you. Listen, if you read the, Levitical, the, the Leviticus, you will see that after the Israelites, you know everything they were doing there were pointing to Jesus. After they might have realized that, oh, this stealing, I want to leave it. I want to be closer to God. This lying, this adultery, this fornication, that and that, that they realize on the outside, the fruit of the inner sin. When they want to be closer to God, they will bring an animal accepted. Maybe lamb or goat or whatever. And the sacrifice will be, the blood will be, the, the animal will be treated at the brazen altar outside the tabernacle. That is the outside sin. But by the time they want to go deeper to God, and the animal that was brought then, after using the blood, yeah. and the inner, the, 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 the fats that covers the inner parts to make sacrifice to the Lord as a sweet-smelling servant, the, the sanctified priests and the Levites have the right to take some parts of the animal to eat at the holy place. But when it comes to you want to remove the inner sin that causes you to do all those things, you bring another animal, the animal will be killed, the blood will be taken to the holy place where there is altar. And where the thick veil, veil is separating the holy of holies where we have the Shekinah glory, the blood will be taken there to mark the altar and do some things. Sprinkled at the veil. But the whole animal and everything inside it will be taken outside the gates of the Israelites to be burnt to ashes. Because it's, more, it's now a more serious business. That is what Jesus did. You know, his, 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 his sacrifice was all a compassion. Yeah. Because he died and rose the third day, you can receive your justification. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. If you believe in that. Just believing that Jesus did it for me. He carried my sin. He suffered for me. He died for me. And resurrection the third day so that I have my, my justification. I receive it. When you do that wholeheartedly, that is not. But by the time you want to remove the Adamic nature, the nature of man that makes you human being, you need to come again to the cross. All is about the cross, by faith. You now look out, you imagine Jesus at the outskirts of Jerusalem, at the hill of Golgotha, and believe in his blood that was shed at that cross from the head from the, the, from the side, eh, by the trust of the spare, from the head, by the forcing in of the thorny crown, from the hands, by the long, painful lens, from the legs, by the nails, and from his back, from the serious, wicked beatings. 
When you look by faith at that blood and say, I believe this blood can make me whole. I believe this blood can circumcise my heart. I believe I can have the nature of God back and be sanctified by this blood. And you do it wholeheartedly. You, the root of sin will be dealt with. And that is what we are saying in Hebrews, in Hebrews 13, 12. Let's quickly see that. If you see it faster than me. Hebrews 13, 12 says, Wherefore, Jesus, also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Sanctifying is different from forgiving of transgressions. When you transgress are the things you're doing. But by the time you are to be sanctified, you want to bring, God wants to remove the Adamic nature, the old man, the nature of sin, the thing that causes you to, that gives the, the propensity to sin inside. You want to deal with it. And that is sanctification level. So it is the blood. And the whole body of Jesus said to that, just like the animal was, that was carried outside the gate and burnt, Jesus did it, did it all for you. By the time you allow this word to bring out faith in you and believe what you are saying, that is the only thing that can solve your rebellious nature. Your inability to bow to the commands of God. That's the only thing that can solve it. Just believe me. That Jesus is the sacrificial lamb that took away your sin. Look up onto the cross, like the like the Israelites in the in, in, in the in the in the in the wilderness, when they murmured against God and rebelled against Moses and Aaron. God sent God sent the fairy serpent to bite them as punishment, but. <coughs> Now they, they, they now they, 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 they confess their sin. I was sorry. And Moses ran to God and said, what do we do? God said, oh yeah, mold a brazen serpent, hang it on a pole, whosoever will believe it, and look up unto the brazen serpent, hang on the pole, the venom of the serpent by beat, uh, that had beaten them, will be killed in the same vein. John 3 said Jesus was hanged on the cross. You know, the venom that, that exhumed life out of you is sin. Be it the root or the fruits. But the solution to it is look unto Jesus and live. The he that was hanged on the cross whose blood is still live and direct, still walking wonders. Just believe it. Let me bring you a testimony. I'm raising your faith. That's the only solution to, your, to you being yielded, to you being broken, to now surrender your will, your way, your ambition, your desire, your whatever, to another person, which is your creator. That's the only solution. The, the, the venom of sin in you cause your heart to be pooped off. Cause your flesh to expand. Cause your head to swell. You think you're something where you're nothing. And you don't want to bow. It is not you. It is what is indwelling in you. 
But the only thing that can keep the venom caught sin, the roots, and the, and the ones you, you are doing for people to see, is Jesus hanged on the cross and the blood. So, just any Israelite that believed then, that looked at the brazen, that did not say, ah, this dead animal brazen thing, ordinary. We now remove this thing that is causing me to die. They did not argue. They only believed. And looking at it, the venom was removed and they lived. I know, although the Bible did not say, some will be so stubborn to say, how can this dead animal, ordinary brass, how can it save me? Oh, do another thing for me. They would have died. Oh. So the solution to your inability, according to Romans 8, 7, only the carnal mind carrying the root of sin and that is committing sin, doing it his own way, not ready to bow down to God. You are the carnal mind. You are, you have, you are, yeah, that your mind is enmity against God because you are not doing that which pleases him. He, what pleases him is that you are totally yielded, submitting your ways, your ambition, your, your desire, your want, everything about you unto him to direct or be in total control and receive grace to obey all the days. That's the way you please him. That's the way you fulfill the incense and the reason why you are created. So because as you're, you're not doing that, that is enmity against God. I, you cannot subject to his law or command, and you cannot do it because of what I've explained. So all you need to do now, just look up unto Christ. Place the cross before you, like the Israelites did in the, in the, in the wilderness. Don't say the Jesus that had died 20, 30 years ago. The blood that was shed that is dry and dead. Let me give you a testimony to raise your faith so that you choose life today and don't, and don't waste your life. Now listen, it, it went viral, it's even on my set. A, a, a man, an archaeologist, went to where Jesus died in Jerusalem. He visited Jerusalem. Went there. The spot where the blood of Jesus dropped, he scraped and scraped and was able to get some scrape of the cold, dead blood. He took, to, he took it to the most wonderful laboratory in Israel. When he got there, they were saying, Baba, what do you want to do? This? I know, we know this is blood, and it, uh, we know this is blood, but it is dead, and it is long. He didn't, tell, he didn't tell them where the blood came from. He said, I'm the one that will pay, pay you for your laboratory services. No vision. It happened. It's on my set. If I show it to you now, you see the Baba? Yes. No, archaeologists go deep down into this world. They discover a lot of things. He discovered there are a lot of things that have happened that have covered a lot of things up. The archaeologists are the ones that will dig down into the soil to discover all things. So he was able to discover spots where the the blood of Jesus dropped. Wow. I scraped some. And it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't mix with the, with the sand. It plus the sand. It doesn't mix with the sand. No, plus the sand. I understand. He took it with the sand. But 
But he knew it was that purport as an archaeologist. So he took it to the laboratory. You know, there's a way they mix it with some things to separate the sand. When blood is not reddish, it will show blackish, brownish, brownish color. But he was able to get that spot. You know, God, God, God gives the desire of the heart of, the, of man to him. He knows he's going to do something that will help the world. So God, God directed him to it. He was looking for it. He got it. Okay? Now, when he took the scraped blood, dropped blood of Jesus as an archaeologist, so the most popular, most powerful, most equipped laboratory in Israel, they took it from him. They were even saying, Baba, what do you want to do with this kind of uh, thing? We know it is blood, but it's a dead blood. He said, don't worry. I'm the one that will pay for your laboratory services. Do what I want. And they did not argue. They took it to their lab. And they came back to that Baba to say, we discovered this is a human blood. We discovered this is a human blood. Baba said, because Baba knows a little about laboratory services. He said, you have another thing to do for me. You are confirmed that it is not an animal, but a human blood. I'm not yet satisfied. I want you to mix it with some... Uh, he used a, a language. Is it uh, cultures? He, I want you to culture it in so, 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 so way so as to tell me what is in that blood. They were making jest of him, but he said, I will pay for whatever you do. And since it is the money they need, they cultured it the way they do in the laboratory. By the time they brought the results, they could not go directly to the Baba that was sitting. They were calling each other. Come and see wonder. Come and see wonder. <coughs> Excuse me. Come and see what I saw. Come and see what I saw. So they said that they caught the overall boss. So come and see what they discovered in what they called the human blood. Eventually, they uh, allowed Baba to know what did they see in the blood of Jesus? Baba didn't tell them it is the blood of the Jesus that was crucified years ago. They said, we don't know where this blood come from, but what we discovered, that, discovered was that there, are, there were, I can say, ah, because the blood is still flowing to cleanse your sin. I can use A-R-U-E for that blood. It is not war. It is still a living blood. I can say it with all my mouth. Several times I drink the blood of Jesus, I become healed of terrible diseases. So it is a living blood. I want to use A-R-E and not W-E-R-E. So uh, they said, Baba, in this blood, there are 23 chromosomes. And only one that is different, we can't know the source is chromosome Y. So that's the only one that joined this chromosome to form this blood. Now, as, 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 little, as per the little biology we know, everybody knows that as I am sitting, 
my father donated 23 chromosomes carrying the, his traits, everything that I could have inherited from him to look like him. And my mother donated 23 with, every, with the genes that carry the traits that will make me look like her, making 46 in me as I'm donating, as I'm sitting down. Every human being has 46 chromosomes. Now, but in this blood, instead of 46 chromosomes, they saw 23 chromosomes and why? They were calling each other, even their boss. They were surprised. Now, they now said, Baba, where do you see this blood? We know it is human, but it is strange from every blood we have ever analyzed in this laboratory. Baba was looking at them. Baba said, what do you see? They said, we only saw 23 chromosomes and just a Y. And as per the little signs we know, I'm telling you the blood of Jesus is living. If you believe in it, your sins will be the root of your sin will be uprooted and your sins will be wiped off. Don't trivialize it like the Israelite that refused to look up onto the brazen serpent to remove the venom of the serpent that beat them and they died off. I place life before you believe in the blood of Jesus and what I'm telling you. You'll be surprised that the root of sin will be removed. The rebellious nature will be removed. It will be so easy for you to bow and submit and eat. And then you will enjoy Christianity. You will enjoy God. Now, I, by, by now you should know if the blood of the... No, but I had not told them it is the blood of Jesus. You know that if it has 23 chromosomes, that those 23 chromosomes must have come from Mary, the mother of Jesus. But there were no other chromosomes because Jesus has no earthly father. He was not brought to bear by sexual intercourse. But the only thing that was added to the chromosome in that blood was Y. And which they, they, they declared they could not trace the source. They don't even know <clears throat> what the source could be. What I'm saying is that by your signs, you know that the 23 chromosomes came from Mary. If it were Atlee Father, he also would donate 23 to make 46 to carry the genes and the traits that will make the children look like them. But now it was only having Y. You know that in the 23 chromosomes donated by Mary, she only has in one of the genes, the X traits to determine the sex of the child. But the 23 that will have been donated by a human father, the, the gene that is carrying the sex traits, the, the male is fortunate to have two, X and Y. Everybody knows this simple sign. So if the father, if it were an athlete father, if he donates the the trait of X, that is X. The woman has only X. So X from the father combined with the X of the mother will give the female child. It's a common science. But if the father that has two traits on the gene and the chromosome donates Y, so combined with the X of the mother, it will be, now be XY to produce a male child. Everybody knows this. Now, for 
them to see in the blood that Baba had not told them is from Jesus. 23 chromosome was complete. Everybody now knows it was from Mary. But the only Y that joined that 23 chromosome must have been from the Almighty Jehovah to make Jesus a male child. And everybody was, was bewildered, flabbergasted, perturbed in that lab, including their boss. They now started asking Baba, which kind of blood is this? Where did you bring it? First of all, the first test said it is human blood. Now, this human blood is, we have never seen this kind of human blood analysis before. Okay? Baba now, because he, he, he knew he was in the land of Israel, where Christianity that Jesus brought was banned. Where Jesus is not accepted. Baba was welling up in tears. It took him some time to open his uh, mouth. And by the time he busted, he busted into tears and said, it is the blood of the Messiah you rejected. And he started crying. So what I'm saying in essence is this. If the archaeologists could dig, dig, dig down, after many layers of soil has covered up, and the blood is, that, is still that potent, it is still living. I have drunk it several times to heal many diseases in my body. I'm a living witness that the blood of Jesus is not dead. I'm a living witness that the blood is alive and living. That blood only can kill the venom in you. The root of sin and can wipe away the one you have committed that you confess and forsake. So that it will, they, they will never be remembered again. And whenever you do that, God will always see the, the blood of Jesus at the doorpost of your heart, at the lintel of your heart, to allow you into heaven. So it's not about your righteousness. It's about I will see the blood and persevere. Just like he did in the land of Egypt when the final plague was to be placed upon the Egyptians. When the Israelites placed the, 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 the lamb, the blood of the lamb at the doorsteps, I mean, at the doorposts and the litter of the house, the, the, the angel that was, was destroying the firstborn passed over them. So the same thing, the blood of Jesus is the only answer to your stubbornness, your rebellious acts, inability to submit to the law of God, and that you can never do. So I want to introduce Jesus to you by saying, is it to remove the root of sin and sanctify you and get the nature of God back? Or is it to wipe away the sins you have committed? It is the blood. And to believe in the work of the cross. That he had done it for me. You want to pray. I believe that Jesus carried my sin. He that had no sins. All the sins I've, I've committed, I've, I've never committed, he carried it for me. Yes. I suffered for them for me. On the cross of Calvary. I declare and I declare that Jesus is my substitute. Amen. And he has suffered for my sin. And appeased the just judgment of God over me. For the Bible says, no sinner will go unpunished. But Jesus will be punished for me. I believe. Jesus said, if you believe me. John 3, 15 downwards. He that believes what I'm saying now. He is passed from judgment of hellfire to life. He that believes me will not come into judgment. He that believes me is, okay, uh, you are transformed from death to life. Hell is death. 
the, die, the death you know is not death. If it is from Adam you die, you will just call your name, you will stand up and receive your judgment. But the real death is hell, everlasting fire. And you will be feeling it. The real you that will come out of this clay will be feeling it for life, naked, very dark, tortured for life. That is death. Jesus said, if you believe this story of the cross that I've told you now, you, you have passed from death to life. Okay, sir. If you believe it, you, you, you will not go into judgment again. If you believe it, even if you die, you will live. Better believe and accept Christ. Confess. He that covereth, that is Proverbs 28, 13. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. For he that confesseth and forsake shall have mercy, shall gain mercy. So confess. Believe this story. Believe that Jesus is your substitute. And that is his perpetual for your sin at the archives of Jerusalem to remove the root of sin and the rebellious nature that cannot bow to the command of God. When you are searching, call him to your heart. Say he's at the door, knocking. Yeah, call him in, call him in, declare him your Lord that you'll be obeying, that you'll be bowing to, surrendering to, yielding to. When you declare him the Lord, they are certain that the Savior from your sin, that you cannot have power to conquer, and save from, from the hell and fire that the sin will have drive you into. When you do that sincerely and plead for mercy for your sin, the witness, there'll be a witness in your heart because you have a conscience and you have the Holy Spirit. There will be a business that you have been forgiven. At this point, it will be very easy to submit to the law of God. Now, having known this, having known the way to submit, I want to take you to what when you when you are now in this state, it is you're broken, you're yielded. Because Christ is living in you, the, the, the perfect example of submission. He is submitted to God. It was not palatable at the, at the Garden of Gethsemane. He saw what he was going to suffer. With, with, not, with not having any sin. He wanted to say, this cup is too bitter. I won't drink it again. But he remembered, not as I will. Matthew 20, Gospel I got into St. Matthew 26 and read through. Not as I will. For thy will be done. And that is what God is expecting from every of the creature, especially those that say they're Christian. Our perfect example is Jesus. Just go and read Philippians 2 from verse 5 down, down, down to 9. Jesus submitted even unto death. He that can be equal with God is the one that resides in God to create everything. Yet he submitted. To the will of the Father. So God is asking you to do that. So now that you know the way to be broken, to, so that it will be easy for you to be yielded, God is expecting you to submit all. And uh, do you know what God wants to achieve? I, 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 my time is fast spent. He wants to, when you are yielded in his hand, he wants to achieve Jeremiah chapter 18. Okay? A, a, a clay in the hand of the potter. Make yourself pliable. When there's need for water, you put water. When there is, you know, when the clay is removed, you know, like you're born again now. You call in Jesus, you yield everything, you are promised, your heart is simple, your heart is, 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 is peaceful. That is salvation. 
You now say, God, I'm in your hands. Make me what you want me to be. That is the next thing. That is submission for you. And there will be no submission without love. Love, the, the only, the, the two commandments that we have is love your, the Lord your God with all your heart, now that you're born again, with all your might, your power, your power, everything is you. Love your neighbor as yourself. So without love, you can't submit. Now that you have accepted Christ and appreciate what he has done on the cross. The if he first had... ever submission that you can have, you can make, repenting and submitting yourself yes, to God. Yes, yes. Is that what you are saying? That's what I'm saying. That's but now that they have done that, all that submission will be easy. Yes. The ways of the transgression is hard. But those that have allowed this, it's easy for them to submit. That's what I'm saying, sir. Right. Now, what I'm now saying is that now that you have gotten, you have done the first submission, you still need to say, okay, I'm in your hands, like a clay. Mold me into your image. For you cannot make rapture, you cannot get to heaven, except you conform to the image of Jesus. Ephesians 4.13. Ephesians 4.13. You can't get to heaven. No, no, no dropping will cause you to change, except you are molded to be conformed to the image of Christ. Let me quickly read Ephesians 4.13. You know, the reason why we are given, let me just read from 11 so that you understand better. 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors, teachers. <clears throat> Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. 13. See, we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So now that you are born again, you have done the first part of submission, you now carry yourself in prayer to God and say, you are the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and take me to the fullness of the stature of Christ. Because if you are not conformed to the image of Christ, no heaven. Yeah. If you are not conformed to the image of Christ, don't expect to be rapturable. So with that prayer, you hand over your total being, soul, spirit, and body, your words, your, your, your words, your thoughts, your actions, your disposition, nomenclature, imagination, mindset, thought, will, emotion, conscience. Hand it over to him and see yourself in clay. Then what happened in Jeremiah 18 will start to happen because you yield that mold me. So what you what you want me? The reason why you created me, I want to fulfill it. Oh, yeah, mold me and make me what you want me to be. Then he will start to work on you. You know, when the clay is taken raw from the river to be filled with, uh, I mean, leaves, decaying twigs, stones, and all sorts, even stinking fishes. Then God will now roar, roar. Now that you're born again, you're raw. Allow him to take you home. And in his patience, remove the stones. Remove the ticks. Remove the decaying leaves and all other deaths. After remo removing that, it will not be easy 
But God is your grace. He will help you. Yes. So, after removing that, he will dry you in the sun. The heat is not easy. But with Jesus, all things are possible by his spirit. After drying you, he will put you in the mortar and pound you. <laughs> after pounding you and you're smooth. No, before, after drying you, he will sieve you. No, he will pound you, sieve you. All this process may be painful, but it is for a purpose, to beautify you, to be able to fulfill purpose, so that you show forth the glory of God, so that your life will please him, so that your life will be able to, to help others and fulfill the reason why you're created. After saving you, he will pound you and pound you and pound you, applying water where necessary until you are very sore. Then he will put you on the, on the potter's wheel. You read all that in Jeremiah 18. We don't have time. He will put you on the, on, the, on the potter's wheel, walk on you with his hand, and mold you into the image he loves. If you keep on through prayer, through surrenderedness, you know, consecration, everyday prayer, everyday reading the word, fellowshipping with the children of God, you know, dying daily, anything you see cropping up, you quickly pray it off and nail it to the cross, receive grace again to do what God wants, you keep on like that, meditating, reading, praying, prayerful. By the time you're done, it means you'll be pliable in the hand of your creator. He will quickly finish on you if you don't become hard in his hand. Because if you become hard, he will start the process again. It means you are failed. You cannot be promoted. But if you keep on like that, through consecration, daily consecration, I was able to work on you and make the image he wants out of you. Do you know another process that will happen again? He will put you in the clean, in, inside the fire, to make you hard. To make you a, 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 a warrior for him. To make you an unconquerable child in his hand. You'll be so hard in that fire. After that, he'll bring you out. When you cool down, that is when it is becoming too hard. Through trials, temptations, and so on. He'll cool you down and now bring decorations. He will paint you, decorate you and design you. That ordinary rock lay that people don't want to see. Now, by the time you're decorated, for example, a flowers, decorated, people will want to put that, that at the city room to see, for others to see, showing beauty, perfect design of God and his glory. You will allow him to work on you like the potter. And you will not be hard in that. And the Lord will help you. That is submission for you. And it is the beginning of submission. Our time is fast spent. At this, at this, let's call it part one if the Holy Spirit allows. I'm stopping now. So you have given your life to Jesus. A submission. Hmm? Ephesians. That's what I wanted to read. Just 13. I wanted to read 13. Uh, Four thirteen, that we should allow. The reason why he gave us everything about the church that we're doing is to perfect us to become the image of Christ. That's all. Not until you are conformed to the image of Christ, you can't get to heaven. You can't please him. That's the point I wanted to make. Mm. All right.
Mm. So what I'm saying in essence is that part A, giving your life to Jesus, submitting and get born again. Two, surrendering that he make you a clay. Work on you as a clay to bring out the reason why you're created. So that you cannot be placed at the, at the parlor as a, as a flower for all eyes to see. Radiating his glory and beauty. So <clears throat> we can stop there now. It cannot end today. <laughs> Sorry. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, we thank God for that. Uh, you see, uh, what I deduced from this teaching is this. That the Lord has been taking us through the issue of uh, how the real submission can still be uh, can, can be in place, because when we are talking about Christian submission, uh, he's talking about yielding unto the authority that is on us, that is placed on us, and these authorities of God, and this authority Himself is God. Then how do we do it? without knowing the one that we are submitting to. If you don't know the authority that is on us, and we are not relating to him, to the authority, because submission will be difficult when you don't know uh, the person that you are really yielding to. It's impossible to yield unto anybody or to submit to anyone that you have not known or recognized or accept. It is accepting the, 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 the authority over you because submission is uh, deeper than obedience. Mm -hmm. Obedience is when you just succumb to, uh, to a rule and to obey the, the person that, uh, or the authority or the power that be. So it may be uh, that, that obedience is not, it does not guarantee you loving uh, the one you are, you are obeying. Mm -hmm. You just obey because you have to obey. That is not what God wants. We, I told you that the Lord gave us this vision to see, to see about this uh, issue of submission. It was when we were entering into it that I found out that it's even deeper than submission is even deeper than obedience. Obedience is bowing to submission. I found out that submission, I mean, submission, whereas obedience is succumbing to the other or the, the 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 rule of the authority that may not involve love. That, and it doesn't involve love. I saw her read, writing here. I thought it would get there, but when they were, I, I nodded my head. I said, "Wow!" I was I, I I don't know by the grace of the Lord is going to continue, but by the grace of the Lord, I found out that submission is deeper in the sense that you have real you are relating to the person that you are sub, you are submitting to. In cordial relationship, mm -hmm. you have known the person, mm -hmm. and when the submission, we the, the correct the correct submission will be in place, it means that you have already known the reason why you have to submit, mm -hmm. because the person whom you are submitting unto has even proven himself that he is the right person to be submitted to, mm -hmm. that he too has placed himself or she too or whoever he is has placed him is doing something that. We guarantee you that when you submit unto the fellow, unto the person, you are secure yes. under him or her. Now, so when we are talking about when talking about submission, submission is deeper than obedience. So it was when we are getting into this teaching that I found out that 
we only we only talk about obedience, obedience, and obedience all the time. But whereas God is not even really asking for our obedience, even from the beginning, He's asking for our submission. Because in submission there is relationship. Because when God created the Adam and Adam and Eve at the beginning, He related with them. And it was through relationship that he developed among them that they loved him and they have known him, I mean, as God, as their, as their maker. And now he was now asking them to, uh, it was in true relationship that they had developed with them that God was demanding submission. That this fruit or this apple or this whatever, from this tree you mustn't eat. God was only asking, he was testing them in order to prove their loyalty unto him or their submission unto him. So, so you want God, you want them to prove their allegiance unto him. Eh? You see, may God help us. There is a song that I used to sing. He said, Living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please him in all that I do. Yielding allegiance, glad and free. This is the pathway of blessing to me. Oh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself for thee. For thou in thine atonement did give thyself for me. I hold no other master, my heart shall be thy throne. My life I give us for to live, O Lord, for thee alone. That is submission. When you, when you yield your allegiance, your own will, unto the will of the superior. So, but she has been teaching us on the right way to approach submission. We can only approach correct submission by relating with the one that we want to submit to exactly. in salvation. Yes. By being saved. By realizing who you are as a Christian and what is demanding of you to be one. So that what is expected of you to be a real Christian is what he has been, she has been teaching us. That it is by giving our life to Jesus Christ, by recognizing who he is, by by uh, because before because this kind of submission that God is asking of is a submission between the ruler not uh, I don't want to even use ruler between a lover uh, or who is also a maker who wants us to to relate with him as the one who loved us and whom we can yield ourselves unto. Because when we, when we know the one that we are yielding ourselves unto, then the real submission takes place. The real submission takes place. The genuine submission takes place when there is what? Re, I mean, relationship. The being developed between the, the one you are submitting to and, the, and what the, you that is submitting. And there is the, this thing that transpires between the one that you are relating with I mean God now, and you that is submitting. What transpires in between is that you will touch the heart of the one you are submitting to. Because he too, I mean God, at this time, he has proven himself as someone you can rely upon when you submit. 
It's unlike our government here in, in the world, in, in our world here. They are not dependable. When you submit unto them, in fact, all those that we are, all those agents of government, as, as we have it in our country here, because many of them also that we are obeying, like, like our soldiers or like our military men or like our, like our policemen, well, we fear them because uh, we think that we have to submit in a way that uh, we submit in order not to be punished. Even when we want to keep the law, we try to keep the law. We try to keep the law, and then the law that we are keeping are not really, praise the Lord, are not, uh, uh, they are not really encouraging us to continue to keep the law. Because when we try to keep the law, they do what? They disappoint us. Even when we say we want to obey something and do something that is good, and they arrest us, I mean, uh, 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 there are, we know that there are some people that when they arrested them for doing nothing, yet what happened was that when they are caught, they will still blame them for doing the right thing that they have done. What they have done right, they will even pick them as wrong. So that is government for you. That is the agent of government. I know what I'm saying. I may not say it clearly, but I know it may not be, it may not be, what I'm saying may not be applicable to your own land. But in our land here, even when you are speaking the truth and you want to follow the government's law uh, uh, extremely, then you, if you land in their net, you will see yourself that you have landed in the wrong hand. But we are talking about God's submission. I mean, God submitting to God. He has proven himself, to, himself unto us as our lover. He has been telling us here. She has been telling us, rather, in this teaching, how that God wants us to relate with him as a lover who really loves us and is not really demanding what he has not given. He has given himself, he has given his love unto us by dying for us. If we as Christians, we so believe that Jesus Christ has died, paid the price for everything that we needed in life, then and we know who he is, it will be easier for us to do what? To submit unto him. Many of us that are not submitting as Christians, it means that we have not known our master. Many of us that are not submitting, it means that we have, we have not encountered. Because if there is deep encounter with you, between you and Jesus Christ, you will, rea- you will realize who, who he is. And it will be easier for you to say yes to his will. His will, his will will not be difficult for you. May the Lord us in Jesus' name. So we thank God for today that God has taught us. We will continue next week by his grace. Because when I look at our notes, he has, he has written many things here that we have to check. He is our, she is our teacher by the grace of the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Whether you like it or not, she's our teacher. Uh, hallelujah. So and we know that by the grace of God, next week he will, he will continue. But when I was looking at this thing, uh, personally, when, when I was preparing also on my own time on my, on my own uh, side, I found out that submission is even deeper than uh, obedience. We only talk about obedience. Obedience is just succumbing to whether you like it or not. Just succumb and obey. Submission but submission comes from yieldedness. It comes from out of it's come out of love. You realize the one you are submitting to. And you find out that he qualified for he qualified for your submission. So this is what God has done for us, and that is why He demands 
total submission from us. Absolute submission from us. Are we giving our God the submission that is needed? Are we really do are we yielding, are we really yielding unto him? See the song I hear the song that I, I sang the other time. Eh? He said, Sikia me, uh, yeah. um, what do I call it? <laughs> I'm very sorry, praise the Lord. The beginning of the song. Um give me I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it just escaped my mind now. So in that song he said that there is this yielding allegiance with gladness of heart. Eh? With gladness of heart. And then being still also, even when things are not right for you, when you are when you are doing what you are yielding, you still insist in submitting on and on. You see, that is why our Christian life is a journey unto eternity. But the journey of eternity has its own voice that is speaking through us in the journey, and that voice that must be speaking through us is the voice of submission. 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 When you get to a stage where you have to take your own decision by yourself, you said, what God has said is what I will do. It is what God has led, that where God has led, that I will go. So because we find out that Christians, are, we are talking about obedience, obedience, even the obedience is not there. Talk late of submission. So the gap between obedience and submission by the grace of God next week, we are going to elaborate it very well. So that we will really know when we are obeying or when we are submitting. But I want to say categorically that God really, he, he is really demanding for our submission unto him. You know that he has said, she has said some part of it. Because when we do that, we will endear our own heart unto God. We will endear, endear our hearts unto God. God will love us. He will choose us among many. He knows those of us that are submitting unto him. God is asking for our submission. Let us bow our heads to pray. Lord, help us. Lord, help us as believers, as Christians. You gave us this message even uh, by yourself. Oh, Lord, and uh, you, 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 you picked this message, and we really knew when we were going into it that submission is deeper than obedience. And it is submission that you really want from us. Help us to give it to you. Help us to love you. We have learned about how we can begin to submit correctly. It is by salvation. By giving our life to Jesus Christ. She has, she has spoken elaborately on this issue. She's an evangelist and teacher together. And the, and the Lord has used him to, for you to reason. Because if you don't relate with Jesus Christ or with God... How will you be able to submit correctly? It's impossible. So it is when the, the, so which means that the level of your submission unto God is the level of your encounter or the level of your relationship that you have with Him. Mm. So meaning that you have to pray, Lord, help me to give the, the give you the correct submission that you really wanted. Help me, Lord. You have called me. You have you have done everything unto me. In order to qualify for my, for you to qualify for my submission, help me to give you all those things that I have to give to you in submitting unto you. Oh Lord, help me by your spirit power. And if you have not been born again, this is the time. Give your life to Jesus Christ. 
submit yourself unto God. The Bible says when you submit unto him, he will come unto you, he will love you. When you submit yourself unto him and under his power, he will love you. He will keep you. He will adopt you. He will take you in. You see, I want you to pray, Lord, save me. Save my life. I give my life unto you. I yield myself unto you. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me to live for you and you alone. Help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. To live for you and you alone. Help me in the name of Jesus. To live for you and you alone. Living for Jesus, a life that is true. Striving to please him in all that I do. Yielding allegiance, glad-hearted and free. This is the pathway of blessings to me. Oh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself for thee. For thou in thine atonement did give thyself for me. I hold no other master. My heart shall be thy throne. My life I give hence for to live. O Lord, for thee alone. Why don't you give your life to Jesus Christ? Why don't you yield your allegiance unto him with all gladness of heart? Why don't you encounter Jesus by yourself? Jesus, I want to encounter you. That, let that be, be your prayer. Jesus, I want to encounter you. I have not known you at all. I want to know you better. Even the, one, the thing that I have known about you, Lord, is not sufficient. I want to know you better. Even what I think I have known, I am rendering myself as knowing nothing now. I want to know you more. Even that is my own prayer, because none of us can fathom his love, his grace, his power, his mercy, and everything that he is, we can fathom it. Until we pray this kind of prayer always, even as Christians, dedicate yourself unto the Lord, I want to know you better. I want to encounter you better, because the more I know you, the more I yield unto you. The better I know you, the better I submit unto you. Oh, Lord Jesus, Father Almighty, Holy Ghost, help me. Where, I am, where, I've, where is left for me from knowing you, Lord, I want to know you. I want to encounter you. Lord, have mercy on me. I give myself unto you. I give my all to you. You are worthy, all of them. Ah, Lord Jesus, I give myself unto you. Give yourself unto the Lord. Leaving nothing behind me, I give them all to you. That's my song. I give them all to you. You are worthy, all of them. Leaving nothing behind me, I give my all to you. Give your all to Jesus Christ. Give your all to him. Let him have everything about you. It is then you'll be able to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. The Bible said that you may see, that you may experience the love of God that is deep. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm speaking my language there. Don't be annoyed. No one to have one. Hallelujah. 
to, to grow up in the Lord. The Bible said that we should give ourselves as what? A living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. Acceptable. Yes. Hallelujah. Acceptable. Acceptable. Living sacrifice. Acceptable. Acceptable. That we, you may see what? Eh? Hallelujah. That I you. And as, okay, okay. Read it for I me. I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I beseech you, therefore. Yes. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, yeah. by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, who is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Can you see that is blessing? There are blessings in yieldedness, yes. in yielding yourself as member to God. He said that you may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That is, your life may be a, be the proof of all the perfect thing that God is, all the acceptable thing, acceptable thing that is of God, all the goodliness of the, of the Lord. It is when you yield yourself that you experience all of that. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God for today. We bless the Lord. We know you will join us again next week because we will continue in this teaching because it's deeper and we know that the Lord is, the Lord is going to take us more deeper into it also. Hallelujah. About yieldedness. Just take that one that you have had today as the beginning of what you are going to be hearing. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Join, join us and again. Joining to your blessedness. We've said it also. Hallelujah. Amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We have, uh, uh, we, by the grace of God, we continue it next week on the same, uh, on this uh, Bible study next week on Monday. So please join us then. The Lord bless you. Sheila, you enter the studio. The Lord bless you. Eric Saar, you enter the studio. The Lord bless you. Then Nana Abina. You enter the studio, the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Thank God for those of you that are with us in the studio today. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. So join us again next Monday. By the grace of God, we are going to have our Shiloh Hour on Wednesday by 7 a.m. It's a miracle day, the day that the Lord visits family with blessings and miracles. Hallelujah. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. And then on Saturday, by the grace of the Lord, the Lord is going to take us through teachings about Christian home, family, and all the rest. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. So please join us by 4 time, by 3 p.m. on Saturday. Then next week, Monday, join us again by 4.30. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. We, we want to have you around with us again on Wednesday. That is a day, uh, I mean, just about uh, 20, 28 hours, I mean, 48 hours now. So you can visit our website and download our messages on thefruitfulfamily.podbean.com. Thefruitfulfamily.podbean.com. That is thefruitfulfamily.podbean.com. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Stay blessed in Jesus' name. Bye for now. Amen. Hallelujah.